Good evening. It is time for today's Tax Talk. I'm your host. I'm attorney Stephen Leahy. It is Thursday, March 23rd, the year of our Lord, 2023. And uh, we've been on on this show, I've been talking about this cash app stuff for a long time. And the the IRS came out with a new guidance today. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Won't you join us? So again, I think that this is all pretty disingenuous of everyone whenever they're talking about this. Reminds me of the 87,000 employees that the IRS is hiring, right? If you say, oh, there's 87,000 agents. Oh, that's false. That's a lie. It's a blatant lie because they're not all agents. Some might be, you know, administrators. Some might. So, you know, when people think about IRS employees, they think about agents. And so some people say, oh, they, they're hiring 87,000 new agents. No, that's a lie. Well, it's not really a lie. They did. They did. Uh, they are going to hire eighty-seven thousand new employees. Uh, that's just a fact. And uh, so, whenever they, but they try to like everybody's blowing this out of proportion. Same thing with the uh, the cash app. Remember when I when you say you know oh people are this going to make people pay? No, it's, they won't pay more taxes. This is already taxable. But it was never my argument that people are going to pay more taxes. Although I think it w- that will happen, and here's why. Because they won't be able to explain all of it to the IRS. These I work with people with these information report, uh, inf- information returns all the time, and people don't always know. First, they don't always know what to do if they do get them, and then oftentimes they don't even get them, and so they don't report them, and then the IRS gets them, and so then the IRS call, sends them a CP two thousand and says, "Hey, this is what you said, but this is what we found out," and then you have to explain it to them. Okay, so just that. And it makes it makes life very hard, and it's you know you're not an accountant. You shouldn't have to be accounting, and you shouldn't have to hire someone to to do this because it gets so complicated. And you'll see what I'm talking about when we're talking about the the new guidance. The the IRS came out with the new guidance, uh, frequently asked questions actually, and so that's I don't know if I should read the article. Well, let's start there. Let's let's read this article. Let's start there, and then uh, uh, maybe I'll read the, some of the questions and why I think it's so blatantly. You know, I was—I hate to say I was—I told you so, where I was right, but I told you so, I was right. And uh, this is what I was concerned about. Again, it's, they tell you, "Oh, you're just blowing it out of proportion," and it's really not. It, it's really going to make a, a, a big deal for these. And why do you think they—they they stopped it for this year, right? So they, they didn't do it for 2020-22, for 2022 tax year. They're, they implemented it for 2023. First, I think people are up in arms, and I think that more and more people, and I'm, my hope is that this never goes through, that this Congress still can take some action to reverse this. That's what I'm hoping is going to happen. So, But we'll see. The Infernal Revenue Service updated its frequently asked questions Wednesday about the 1099K, the information return used for reporting transactions involving payment cards and third-party networks. After the IRS recently delayed the requirement to lower the reporting threshold from $20,000 to $600, last December, the IRS postponed the lowered threshold for reporting on transactions involving services such as eBay, PayPal, Venmo, Esti, Airbnb, and third-party settlement organizations. 
The new threshold was settled, scheduled to take effect in the new year and generate millions of new forms. Millions of new forms. Going out to unsuspecting taxpayers and their accountants. The American Rescue Plan Act of 2021 lowered the reporting threshold for third-party settlement organizations to as little as $600 per year from the earlier threshold of $20,000 for more than 200 transactions. So it used to be $20,000 and 200 transactions, you got this 1099K. Now it's $600, no matter how many. One transaction, it's enough. Under the law, let me see if I can, I got to have to log in here. I'm a member. Okay, under the law beginning January, oh, I'm very glad I'm here. I should have done this before we started. Sorry about that. Under the law beginning January 1st, 2023, organizations were required to report third-party transactions paid in 2022 with any participating payee that exceed a minimum threshold of $600 in aggregate payments, regardless of the number of transactions. Organizations such as the American Institute of CPAs, the National Association of Tax Professionals, the National Taxpayers Union, and others have been sounding warnings about the lower threshold and the impact on the overworked IRS during tax season. I don't care about the IRS. I'm worried about the people. The IRS... uh, The IRS and the Treasury said that they heard concerns regarding the timeline of implementation of of the changes and would provide extra time to smooth the transition and ensure greater clarity for taxpayers, tax pros, and in the industry. It was really about the IRS not being able to handle it. It had nothing to do with being nice to the taxpayer. It's propaganda. The additional time will help reduce confusion. As I said in my paragraph here, before the, on the show in my description. The, the IRS destroyed 30 million information returns, mostly 1099s, in 2021 because they didn't have the capacity. And now there's going to be millions, millions more. Millions. The additional time will help reduce confusion during the upcoming 2023 tax filing season. What about the confusion in 2024? You think we won't be confused then? and provide more time for the taxpayers to prepare and understand the new reporting requirements. They won't, said then Acting Commissioner Doug O'Donnell, who's gone now because now it's you know they got the new guy in, um, Danny Werfel, at the time of the, the, the December's announcement. Near the end of December, the IRS updated the FAQ sheet to reflect the decision to delay the requirement. On Wednesday, it made further updates and additions to the FAQ sheet. Among the changes were two new questions and answers and and updates to two other questions and answers. Question three, which was originally added in December, has been updated. It asks whether the gain or loss on a sale of personal item is used to compute taxable income, and is it reported on the Form 1099-K? The answer is is the gain on the sale of the personal item might be reported on the Form 1099-K, and the loss on the sale is not deductible. For 2022 tax returns, if taxpayers receive a 1099-K for the sale of the personal item that resulted in a loss, they should make offsetting entries on Schedule 1 of Form 1040 as as follows. Report the proceeds, the Form 1099 amount of Part 1, Line 8Z, other income using the description Form 1099-K, personal item sold at a loss. Report the costs up to no, up to but not more than the proceeds amount um, on Form 1099-K amount 
on part two, line 224Z, other adjustments using the description form 1099K, personal items sold at a loss. Oh, doesn't that sound so easy for everybody? The FAQ page provides some examples of, of sales of refrigerators and concert tickets and what to do. Taxpayers can also use Form 8949 and Schedule D to, to report the sale of personal items at a loss instead of Schedule 1 if they wish. Whatever, What's your preference? Schedule D or Schedule 1? Which one is your schedule? What do you prefer? I mean, come on. The average taxpayer doesn't want to have to deal with any of this. Because the loss isn't deductible, they should enter the adjustment when reporting the proceeds and the basis of the personal item on Form 8949. Enter L in the column F as the code explaining the loss is non-deductible. Then they should enter the amount of the non-deductible loss as a positive number in column G. The FAQ page includes two new questions and answers. Question six, six asks what happens when a taxpayer receives multiple forms 1099K that proceeds from the sale of personal items sold at a loss on, or a 1099K received an error. Do they need to identify the issuer and the amount separately or for each and or can the taxpayer combine them all into one on a schedule one? Additional income and schedule adjustments to income for entry on lines 8Z. Other income and 24Z, other adjustments. The IRS responded that they can report the offsetting entries on Schedule 1, lines 8Z and 24Z for each form. So each form 1099K they receive separately, or they can combine the forms 1099Ks they receive. The IRS then explains how to fill out the forms. Question 7 is about is also new. It explains what happens when a taxpayer has received a Form 1099-K in error and couldn't get a corrected form in time to file their taxes. For example, the tax software they might they they used might have put the gross proceeds amount as a positive and the offsetting amount as a negative on Schedule One, Line 8Z. But it's but that's different from the instructions telling taxpayers that to enter the offsetting amount on Schedule One, Line 24Z. The question is whether the alternative reporting is okay. The answer is yes. The tax year 2022, taxpayers can use Schedule 1, Line 8Z to show both the gross proceeds and the offsetting negative amount to report on Form 1099-K, received an error or report proceeds from the sale of a personal item at a loss as an alternative to reporting only gross proceeds on Schedule 1, Line 8Z, with offsetting amounts on Schedule 1, I-24Z. The IRS noted that when reporting sales of personal items at a loss, they can instead report the transactions on Form 8949, sales and other dis dis dispositions of capital assets, which carries over to Schedule D, capital gains and losses. Now, I'm only reading this because it's not easy. It's not, this is not straightforward. This is not something most taxpayers can read and say, oh, 24, line 24Z, and offset it on 8Z. This is just... This is making everybody's tax a nightmare. It's already a nightmare 
but it's not what it's worth. The answer is yes, there is de minimis exception from reporting for third-party settlement organizations with respect to third-party network transactions, said the IRS. The threshold was lowered to, by law by calendar years beginning after 2021. However, on December 23, 2022, the IRS announced it was delaying implementation of the lower threshold and would treat calendar year 2022 as a transition year for filers in which they they the prior threshold would apply therefore for calendar year 2022 third party settlement organizations are only required to issue forms 1099k to report transactions where gross payments to a reporting to a participating payee for goods and services during the calendar year exceed $20,000 and there are more than 200 transactions the IRS pointed to notice 232310 which delayed a change in the de minimis exception from the reporting third-party network transactions that would have required reporting if if payments to the participating payee for goods and services during the calendar year exceeded $600. Now, I'm an attorney, and so I love this kind of stuff. But most people don't. right? Reading a law, reading this this stuff from from the IRS, it's like, it's, it's, it's like reading Latin to people. They don't know. They don't care. And they and once they even when they read it, they don't understand it. One of the groups that has been lobbying Congress to restore the new twenty thousand dollars threshold or find a middle ground between the six hundred is the Coalition for Ten Ninety Nine Fairness, whose members include Airbnb, eBay, Ecstasy, Eventbrite, PayPal, Hoover, Rover, StubHub, Block. These are all people that are going to have to put these 1099Ks out there and they're going to face a lot of uh, paperwork and fines and all of this. It's going to cost them a ton of money. The parent company of Square and the Cash App and others during the press conference last week, Accounting Today, asked whether the IRS's delay of the threshold 1099K reporting threshold helped make this tax season go more smoothly than was feared or if the extra funding from last year's Inflation Reduction Act was more of a factor. That money hasn't even been allocated yet. I think everything helps, said Ryan Ellis, an enrolled agent who works for the coalition and is also president of the Center for a Free Economy. It wasn't just the IRA money. There was also prior appropriated money to the IRS to help clear the backlog. That was from last year. That's in addition to the $80 billion. Then They got the okay to hire 5,000 new people. That's like turning a ship around. When you start uh, to get behind with COVID, it's not like tax season just stops and, and the next one coming up and you're further and further behind. I think the IRS does a pretty solid job. I have to disagree. Speaking as a practitioner and enrolled agent, someone who has done people's taxes for 20 years, I think they've done a pretty good job of clearing that out. You think taxpayers think that? I'm noticing that things come through faster. It's true because now it's they're automating much quicker. That's they really they really uh, accelerated the automation, and that's good. Um, but it's bad for the for the taxpayer because now everything is it's like, and I've reported on this on this on this site. You know, AI is now and machine learning, and it's you're not going to be able to put anything over on the IRS. Well, we shouldn't put anything over. You know, the person that's that's uh, babysitting probably shouldn't have to worry about paying taxes on the babysitting money. I mean, we're giving billions of dollars away every day to, to various foreign entities, and we're going to tax the tax. We're going to make sure the babysitter paid her $3.50 in taxes. It doesn't make any sense. 
Something simple, like if you had, if you wanted to let your company elect to become a, an S corporation, that letter during COVID might take have taken six or seven months to come through. Well, during COVID, I couldn't even get a, a 2848, which is a power of attorney to them. It took over a year because nobody was in the office. So yeah, don't compare it to that year because nothing happened that year. But if the now it comes in a month or two. Wow. So there is little indicators that the backlog has been cleared. But if the IRS didn't do that in December, if they didn't delay this provision, we'd be talking about the IRS having to deal with 30, 40, or 50 million additional information reporting forms. So there would have there would have been a burden. And then everyone receiving them would have got some friction in actually getting their taxes done. They might call call up the 800 number. They might report they might report it the wrong way. Then, the, then that feeds as if to report it the wrong way into correspondence season later in the season, in the year, when CP2000s, which I mentioned earlier, type notices start to go out to taxpayers. I think that it was a huge favor that the IRS did, not only taxpayers, but for themselves. That's why they did it. They didn't do it for the taxpayers. They did it for themselves because it would have been far more less smooth tax season if they had to deal with that disruption. I'm not going to go through the I'm not going to go through the uh, frequently asked question. There's a question in there about it's in the description. There's a question in there about a guitar. What if I sold my guitar at a loss? Oh, well, this is simple. You don't have to worry about it. And then they give you the accounting for it. Put it here. Put it in Schedule 1. Same thing here. Put it in Schedule 1. Put it on Schedule in Schedule D. You have 8949. Does that make... And, and before that, what did you have to do? Nothing. And so now it's... Oh, it doesn't really make a difference. It makes a huge difference. And this is the burden on you, the taxpayer. Not on the IRS. I, I The IRS now... They had $14 billion a year before the $80 billion. And now, uh, and I reported over this last week, Joe Biden wants to add another $40 billion. Okay, this is just ridiculous. And they should, and here's the thing. They want to make sure that you can't put a dollar in your pocket without them getting their end. Well, Attorney Leahy, the 16th Amendment says all income is taxable from whatever source. But again, and I always say this, at what cost? Yes, every dollar is reportable, and we should make everybody should report. And we, but enforcement at what cost? Do we throw everybody in prison for fifteen percent of ten dollars? It just doesn't make any sense. I, I, this just riles me up. Uh, anyway, thanks so much for joining us. I uh, I get riled up, so it is what it is. So first, I'm going to ask you to like and subscribe. We need your help to get this matter out. So like and subscribe. Please help us get this information out to others. Um, and remember, if you have IRS problems, if you have unfiled tax returns, if you have, if you owe the IRS money and you don't know what to do, get a copy of my book. That's the first thing you should do. Go to go to freeirsbook.com. That's freeirsbook.com. Get your free copy of my book. Deal with your IRS problem today. I will pay for the shipping. I mean, you pay for the shipping and handling. Okay, I'll pay for the publishing if you pay for the shipping and handling. Again, it's under 10 bucks. So I'll get you a copy of my book, Deal With Your IRS Problem Today. So go to freeirsbook.com, get your free copy. So thanks so much for joining us. I get all riled up. I, I apologize. Uh, but this 1099 thing has just got me going. It ha it's got me going since they passed it in uh, March of 2021. 
and nobody even knew about it. And they and they've been they've been disingenuous, misleading us all along, trying to tell us all, oh, it doesn't, it won't matter to you because you don't have goods or services. It ma- it's going to matter to everybody. And again, when you're sharing things on your uh, on you know sharing dinner prices and all that's going to get a ten, you're going to get a ten ninety nine for all that, and you're going to have to explain it. So it's like, hey, mom, I, I went to dinner with my friend. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't have to pay taxes on that. Do we really have to explain all that to the IRS every time we go out to dinner with friends? Well, the answer now is yes. I still hope they're going to re- that they're going to re- reverse that. And we, there's hope. So I hope that happens. So thanks so much for joining us. Uh, God bless you. And now we are uh, out. Mm-hmm.